the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Summer, continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead, plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. It's Monday. September 13th, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online on the website, Petro.com. What a fantastic weekend it was. My goodness, the weather couldn't have been more enjoyable. Is You know, one thing about September, as much as, you know, it's the end of the summer, which is, you know, always kind of sad to me. And then same thing. Well, when you're a kid, it's sad back to school. But the month of September around here is just the weather has really just become fantastic. But uh, I was very glad over the course of the weekend. There were a lot of festivals um, and I was able to pop by many. And then the sports bars welcomed fans back. And Mac Jones looked good. Looked very good. Wasn't his fault that they lost. Certainly, yeah, Patriots had a chance to win. Uh, folks, some, so some of the news as we um, kick things off. Uh, one thing is COVID remains, and there's more and more stories of impact of it. And I want to um, play. We have some sound. This is from uh, Morning Joe. By the way, also, obviously, Saturday um, with the 20th anniversary of September 11th, that was uh, some very moving footage. It was good to see the healthcare workers down and especially in lower Manhattan. They love the fact that president Tr- Trump stopped by there. 60 minutes had a very good piece with some footage, um, previously not seen or highlighted enough. I, I still like to think that I've seen 99% of the footage on nine 11. They had some stuff that they, they, I think they put, put it out as it was new footage, but I think it was just because of, some footage that was in a previously uh, shown documentary that they presented that way. But anyhow, so anyhow, let's start off with New York Times reporter on Morning Joe talking about President Biden and saying getting vaccinated, she's claiming should not be a personal choice. To, to be coarse about this, but there are hundreds of thousands of people who are dead because they did not take the vaccine. What I mean, the science is playing out before our eyes. Right, so a couple of things about what the governor said. First of all, in an infectious disease outbreak, getting vaccinated is not a personal choice. It's not. It's something that we do for the community. And this has been long upheld with legal precedent. Second of all, the governors who are complaining about Biden's mandate fail to note that he, in fact, gave businesses an out. Their employees can opt for mandatory uh, weekly testing. And third, he talked about, well, there's a long history with those other vaccines. Well, how do you think we got that long history? We got that long history because the vaccines were mandated. And some of those vaccines themselves created pushback during when they were first mandated because people didn't know what to trust, as the governor said. People were cautious. But in an infectious disease outbreak, your personal choice ends where my right not to get killed by an infectious disease begins so we have these collective actions for the good of the community now it is amazing folks how uh, this just continues to dominate conversation uh without question i also want to go to uh yesterday this week george stephanopoulos former new new jersey governor chris christie certainly still seems like someone who's running 2024 he talks about and he's not wrong it was kamala harris and candidate joe biden they were the ones over a year ago, last summer, they're the ones that made it political as far as the vaccines. Of these vaccines started back in the presidential campaign. It was started by Vice President Harris, you know, who said that I will not take a vaccine um, that's approved by Trump or by Trump's regulators. That put this in a totally different that's right. area yep. that allowed it to be politicized. And that politicization is continuing now. And, and third, 
I really do think that your question uh, to the Surgeon General was on point. Uh, this is going to harden opposition. Uh, sometimes when you're a leader, you have to go in and use a sledgehammer. And I've been known to do that when I was governor. Sometimes it's appropriate. But this one was not the time to do it. We have to be persuasive. We have to continue to persuade. And I know that How takes do you respond time. to the argument that that wasn't working? And that when you look at the mandates, whether it's the Veterans Department, whether it's DOD, whether it's the workplaces like Tyson's that Dr. Murthy uh, cited, that when you have the mandates, they work. Look, working for the government and ordering government workers to um, have to have a mandate, there is one thing. Extending that to two-thirds of all the jobs and making it either get vaccinated or not, is, it's also contradictory logically, George. Because what they're telling us is, by all the data, that vaccinated people are very, very well protected from anyone who's unvaccinated and who has it. Yet they're saying to us, we have to do this to protect you. Well, that's protecting the unvaccinated from the unvaccinated. They're making- you know, that was Chris Christie, who I think um, I think he, he does a great job. He, he does. I don't, I don't know if, in fact, he is prepared. I mean, listen, if, if President Trump wants to run again, then good luck to anyone that's going to try to go up against him. So now also, folks, you know, then you get stories like this. And just when you think that we're coming out of this, Washington High School bans red, white and blue football game tribute honoring victims of 9-11 over fears that could be seen as racially insensitive. This type of thing has to be called out like enough of this foolishness. Students were banned from honoring the victims of 9-11. They couldn't wear red, white, and blue. Some people say it's racially insensitive. Now, Washington State, the Pacific Northwest, is has, as I've said in the past, it's, it's become almost like a foreign country. They canceled the theme at the last minute after a complaint was made by an unnamed staffer. That shouldn't have been allowed. That shouldn't have been allowed then. They should have said, listen, your complaint is noted. It should be your complaint is noted, but we're still going to allow this so you had an email was obtained the school principal said wearing red white and blue because could unintentionally cause offense to some who see it differently one student was informed the red white and blue racially insensitive may affect people in a way we will not understand and for that reason we want to change our theme you know it's this type of attitude that think how ridiculous that is if you're offended at a flag or you're you're so sensitive about a flag you're the one that has the problem red white and blue and american flags are everywhere as they should be <laughs> if you're somehow triggered by that or you find it to be culturally insensitive you're the one with the problem that's how it should be explained all right, you're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, Maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 
401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, topetro.com. It is time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he's the managing editor, anchorrising.com. It is Justin Katz. And Justin, I, I want to start off with um, you know, this latest story now, controversy regarding Governor McKee. I want to give credit to Channel 12, who broke the story. But, boy, none of it sounds good. Um, Governor McKee tossed out, hey, you know, that, folks, this is the, the group that suddenly formed. They're friends of his and they were working a nonprofit and suddenly he becomes the governor. So then they fold into a become a, a private company and five months into existence, they land. First, they were trying to get a nine million dollar state contract. And, and then they're, they they land the six million dollar contract, five or six million somewhere in there. It's supposed to be working with different schools, get them ready, open for covid uh, but they are all political insiders, the leader of the group, big, heavy donor, friendly with Governor McKee. And um, and and it was Governor McKee that said, well, they're working with Westerly. And then Westerly shot back and said, well, they're not working with us. And then other schools said, well, they're not working with us. But, Justin, it, it it's another example. It seems that the governor, you know, people around him, him becoming and finishing out Gina Raimondo's term, it, it certainly seems as though some McKee cronies viewed this whole situation as this is our chance to cash in. One does get that impression, and it's 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 mystifying, especially having seen having seen McKee kind of bow in certain ways to the left, the teachers unions, and so on. And you and I have, and others have certainly interpreted that as as his desire to avoid a uh, a primary that beats him in his race for his own term next time around next year. So it's, it's mystifying that he would let this go on. You would think I, I'm coming in, I've got a, a couple of years to prove myself to, to win my own election. I'm going to be squeaky clean. <laughs> I, otherwise it's just, it's, it's inexplicable. Uh, the, which makes me wonder if there's some, something we're in the whole mix we're not talking we're not we don't know and that, so I'm, I'm leaving open a little bit of window of hope that he has good justifications for this stuff so for example i uh i saw reported that the other this position this particular contract was a company called westhead um and i happened to have been looking into them for for a forthcoming article and they're steeped in the critical race theory stuff so oh, wow so i Whenever I see somebody come in like a McKee who, you know, he's a business guy, municipal yeah. connections, um, definitely moderate. He's been a leader in school choice <laughs> in yes. the past 20 years. I, I want to leave open at least a little possibility that what he's doing, what he's trying to do is bring in people he trusts, people he knows won't stab him in the back by being sucked into bureaucracy in order to avoid 
all the progressive nonsense or to actually get some reform. The problem is he's not telling anybody that's what he's doing, if that is what he's doing. And so I think that's what you get is this. I, I think a lot of people, if they had a choice, OK, we can pay a couple million dollars to indoctrinate our children with critical race theory or five million to bring in this local company that's trying to reform education and make it better. People would go, OK, I understand why you picked that one. But right. since he's not he's not explaining, it leaves no. only the explanation of cronies and other because otherwise it's just and and that even to me is inexplicable why would you do this when you you only have a year until a primary and you need you need to look squeaky clean it's just controversy after controversy it is and um and and several things about that justin Katz. one is it, it starts to look as if you know they're not ready for prime time that whatever they thought you know they could get get away with in some ways or kind of operate below the radar they're, they're not ready to be examined in this some way at some point governor mckean needs to realize he's he's not just dealing with the valley breeze he's got other media they're going to call him out look into things investigate check in with people channel 12 definitely senses some blood in the water but you know you're also right about if in fact, when you when you're going to make that type of change, and again, I, I don't know, and I don't think most people know about these types of deals like a, a West End would have, but whenever you have something like that with someone that's been, my experience has been when they've been getting a, a contract, state contract for for many years, if they don't get it, the first thing they're going to do is you know roll over, drop a dime, and try to get media attention on who did get it. So what surprises me a little bit is again. The McKeeple people seem flat-footed and almost too laid back and a little surprised at the reaction. Yeah, I wonder. And I, I wonder, if, I, I, I agree with that. And I wonder if part of it is the, you, you know, you watch how the, the insiders and the progressives go about it. And they do exactly this sort of stuff. They bring in people, they bring in friends, they bring in ideological people. Uh, Raimondo had her little coterie that followed her from position to position, uh, riding up the ladder. They jump into a campaign, then they jump into a government office. I mean, you're talking cronyism up to your eyeballs. So I, I wonder if sometimes slightly less insider and, and reformist types get in and go, okay, that's just how it works. So I'll, I'll, I'll appoint my people now. And that becomes a controversy because they're not, they're not following the normal process of getting all the, you know, getting the right credentials and, and getting everybody on board and explaining and, and just, so I, I think that that might be part of it, but I, I'm very wary, especially uh, given involvement in local government uh, myself, I'm, I'm, I'm often wary of, of, assuming it's it's just cronyism there's usually something more to it but it boy the the folks who aren't the progressive insiders really need to start getting a handle on how to explain themselves and how to make these things not appear like pure cronyism folks again our segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor anchorising.com well justin especially and i recognize people that are listening to this it seems a little inside but you know there's some basics here where you have as soon as he gets inaugurated, uh, you know, they immediately jump into action and then they form this company, register this company. And within five months, they they land this, you know, five, six million dollar contract. But what also stood out to me here was the first round of bidding. This these people that just formed, they they you know, they bid nine million and then that. The, the, the front run of the, the company that had it for quite some time, they bid under one million. So then the Department of Administration said, all right, we, we're a little vague. Let's let's go around two on this, which is a little odd. And then all of a sudden, you know, they lowered the bid to six million. And then the other company still came in right around three million. But uh, I, again, I, I'm going to point to I'm, I'm not. There just seems to be a pattern of where they the seem to be now. The, with the McKee people, again, it's it's like a little too lackadaisical on this stuff, and then the surprised and defensive when the media starts raising legitimate questions, and these are legitimate questions, and as you say, they're not fully prepared to answer them, and then again, almost seems stunned, like, oh, why, you know, could this, could the perception of this maybe look like there's something wrong? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm almost like, wait, I know I'm a good person. Why are you attacking me? But yes. uh, yeah, that but that's exactly but you've got it exactly right. I mean, if you're especially when they're coming in with nine million and then five million as many times over the other the opposition, how do you not have a very clear booklet <laughs> of this is what we're going to provide? This is the cost. Here's our chart and our table of of where the money is going to be going. Um, and to the point where you have to be scrambling to say, you know, well, what as you started out mentioning, what Westerly's working with them, and then you risk run the risk that somebody in Westerly will say, well, no, we're not. Um, that it's, it is, it is mind boggling that they're just so ill prepared, particularly a company that is able to throw itself together in order to win a multi-million dollar state contract. You would think would be, I mean, maybe I don't know them. Maybe they're all brilliant business people, but in that case, you would think they would have the materials ready and that McKee would be prepping the landscape. And this is a problem we're seeing across Rhode Island government. Uh, we've been talking about it in, in Providence too. I mean, it's just, you get some of these, some of these people who are in a, a mayoral governoral role, an executive role in government, and they, they don't seem to understand how to, how to kind of prep the ground for, for what you're doing or, or to, explain things to the public they almost don't even seem like they think they have to which is which is crazy particularly in in the case of somebody like mckee because what he needs is the public to support him he's not going to get the progressives he's not going to get a lot of the the key government insiders the teachers unions he might be able to placate them but they're never going to love him and they're always going to look for an alternative he needs the people to be on his side so you'd think he'd be constantly looking for how can i explain this to the public in a way that makes sense and makes it look like i'm doing something different and important and uh, that's that's whether whether it's cronyism or not this that's a that's a major failing in this whole rollout yeah before we take a break you know it's interesting when when he announced his staff you know, it was there was almost it was kind of a joke that, you know, and I even said, was he aware that he could choose people outside of Cumberland? It was it was very close. It was people he had been with. He didn't really seem to go outside of his circle. So I think there's a danger there because they only know, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And they're limited in ability. They're very quick to circle the wagons and it starts to become it's like, you know, the Cumberland North is is running the state but you just lose perspective and uh, you know if, if you're a governor sometimes the ultimate it's the ultimate you know only strong as your weakest link and right now i'm not convinced that he has strong people around him as i've said you know the governor's not expected to know everything but he or she is expected of people around him that will tell them everything they need to know and i'm not i'm not fully convinced he's being served that well um seems to be a little bit of a provincial attitude towards this. Dan McKee's also not a young guy, so I don't think he's going to change up his style. He's, um, I think he's 70 years older, right around there. So, uh, folks, quick break. A lot more politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, IncaRising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 
401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com our segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor anchorising.com justin staying with the governor for just a moment uh to me this to me what what came down and it was late news before the weekend is is the example of like people that just don't get it. And that is the governor's chief of staff, uh, former chief of staff, Tony Silva, who certainly drew bad headlines um, for Governor McKee, who's under state police attorney general investigation. Suddenly they announced he's grabbing fifty three thousand in unused vacation pay on his way out the door if he retired. Justin, the thing about that is. I mean, you, you just had to basically, whatever you want to call it, resign, re- retire in a cloud of scandal. And th- th- this guy just doesn't get it. There just doesn't seem to be an end to the money grab. <laughs> yeah, that's that's certainly true. Although this one, it makes me think of local uh, local government. Often you get in these situations where uh, you'll have even a police officer or, or a DPW person stealing from, from the town, often stealing time by not working when they're on the clock. And then they'll retire gracefully and get this huge payout of unused sick and vacation time. So that it's always a, a reminder that these things are in the contract and legally they're, they get them. And that's, that's the real problem. What, what strikes me in, in this sort of a situation, uh, for, well, first of all, I can see why you might want to have this for frontline workers because there are going to be years where you're short staffed and you want to make sure they're not taking vacations when you have nobody to, to run your police uh, department. But the um, for, for some of these high level office jobs, right. I think what's, what's really offensive about it is how do you accrue over a month of vacation time? Yes. Obviously, obviously, you didn't need that vacation right. time. So yes. maybe, maybe for people at that level, it really ought to be a use it or lose it because right. you're not going to get a, a lot of these jobs. I don't know from the, maybe they do some mysterious thing that keeps the government running well in the Lieutenant governor's office or wherever they happen to be where he was there for a while. Um, maybe they're doing something mysterious up there, but it certainly feels like if not no show, then, you know, no responsibility job. So maybe, you know, you have to ask the question, are they not taking vacations because they don't feel they have to log out when they actually are not there. So it, it, that's the questions that sorts starts to rise. And so it really gets, gets me about this is you'll get the media, um, including WPRI, I think also broke this one, but um, you get the media jumping in at, as if this is outrageous and it is, but then when a, sort of a, a strong reformist type of person runs for office or gets in office, the media is not there going, oh, good, this person's going to solve these outrages. I mean, you and I will, but but the, the mainstream media in, this, in the state, that's where the source is. You've got to go after these contracts and these agreements. And to do that, you need candidates who, who will, and, and elected officials who will withstand the, the, the onslaught from the insiders to get these things out of public sector deals. And that's, so that's, 
that's my public service announcement for the day is if this this kind of thing upsets folks really the the op, the option is to run or to volunteer for people who are not going to back down when right they face heat for taking these things out of contract um, because it is outrageous and you would think you know that tony silva has done really well and fifty three thousand dollars is a lot to give up but you'd think he'd at least consider maybe on this one i'll just take the hit um but it, as I say, it is a lot of money to, to give up at the end. I'm, I'm not sure there was a way to, to gracefully give somebody this outrageous amount of money as they leave leave office and, in a cloud of suspicion. So the one that gets me is the unused sick days. So, so you're being paid because you didn't call in sick. Like that is just – but you're the chief of staff. You're supposed to be above – I could see somebody that's leaving and then here's some vacation that they didn't use. But again, this guy, it, it just started to seem – you know, this is the second example. He was the first one of as the governor was ascending to become the governor because Gina Raimondo was taking commerce. I'm not saying Governor McKee, but people around him started seeing dollar signs and started seeing this is going to be our chance to cash in with Silva. It was the land deal, as ridiculous as that sounds. And then with that other company, certainly seemed to be a multi-million dollar contract. Justin Katz, meanwhile, in the city of Providence, I'm glad that People are speaking out, and it has to do with Mayor Lorza, where he just decided change the criteria. I mean, there's, there's nothing good about this. And if his friend Michael Stevens was not a person of color, you wouldn't be seeing something like this. But the, the media is, I think the Boston Globe has been pretty aggressive and been breaking the news on this. But this has to do with the fact that now we've learned the Providence police, if a Lorza is allowed to appoint his friend, to be a police major, number one, they could lose accreditation. Number two, the position is it's supposed to be 10 years police experience and a college degree. This guy has neither. Um, and Mayor Lorza is just tone deaf and hard headed and seemingly still content to go along insisting this guy needs to be a major within the Providence Police Department. Yeah, that it's it is a a mystery. I mean, even the accreditation folks are saying, you know, this guy looks really qualified for the position you're describing. He just can't be a police officer. But right. there's really a, a doubling down uh, in a mayor's office. And and actually, you mentioned the Globe. Dan McGowan's column on this was also very strongly in favor of of appointing this guy. They're just they're just insisting he must be in it. And they, I mean, they don't help themselves. Um, Mike Stevens himself said, um, said he's not going in as a police officer. He said, I'm going in as a community person and mending faces, fences between the police department and the community. Well, but if you're not a police officer, uh, it really does start to feel like an infiltration mission rather than, I mean, you, you could appoint this guy as a civilian and everybody, right. everybody, nobody I've seen has said he's not qualified to interact with the community. Uh, and you can give, you can give a civilian lots of influence over the, how the police operate. They just can't be a police officer. Uh, so the, the insistence on that just is, is very strange. It's almost, I don't know, it's almost as if the key point uh, for progressives is to get this, to, to muddy the waters about what a police officer does. And I, the reason may be because they know when push comes to shove, people want police officers, they want public safety, they don't want social workers roaming the streets trying to solve their problems for them. But if you call the social workers police officers, then maybe you'll get it through in the police budget. I, I kind of wonder if that's just the impulse here, or if at this point it's just people digging in their heels and saying this has to be okay because of the color of his skin and, and the progressive way we're trying to do this. I, I don't know. It's mysterious. I think you're right as far as I, it's more along akin to the possible dismantling of the you know traditional uh police operation because now you just start to put civilians in that position it's it's not enough for them to have say a civilian review board now we're going to start to remove police and put civilians in there and i also think you know it's very unfair this mike stevens with, without question listen the guy has college refereed uh, NCAA Final Four games. So he has climbed to the top of his profession. It is not easy to do that. Has to, you know, you have to have a certain temperament, dedication, obviously respect in order to be able to do something like that, have that type of role. But to just decide you're going to break all the rules. And and I think you're right. Alorza, the mayor, seems very dug in on this. You know, he's taken some hits on some different things as far as, you know, McKee took over Waterfire. They've lost the schools. 
Um, he seems like, no, now I still have my police department and I'm going to put non-police in positions of authority. But we'll see how, how far he's really willing to risk it, because if they lose the accreditation, there's federal funds that go along with that and so forth. So, again, this this seems to be uh, not a, a I don't think it was well thought out, but it just shows just how far he is, in fact, um, willing to go with stubbornness. Folks, another quick break, a lot more politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400 50 years personal injury law experience and his office 100 years combined total with the staff fight back call jack 401-785-9400 it would be great if you were in an auto accident motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should but it doesn't happen that way you need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. We're speaking with Justin Katz. Folks, our segment is Politics This Week. Justin, this next story, it rocketed. Um, it was interesting because... The, because it was a television person, we're talking about Kelly Bates, did this tearful video on TikTok that she basically had parted ways with NBC 10, Channel 10, and it wasn't her choice to go, and it was really rocketing online. And it was great for people like me because the mainstream media, for whatever reason, they have this rule that a lot of times they avoid local media stories. So the other television stations didn't do it. Obviously, Channel 10 didn't do it. So it was just floating out there um, and 10 was just getting pummeled. And then finally, the Boston Globe wrote a story on it. I'm just curious, uh, some of your thoughts on the reaction, local reaction, because there's some different dynamics to this having to do, I think, with age and also, um, you know, Kelly Bates doesn't look like the traditional television 25 years old, you know, very thin, young female that's going on. She's almost, and she said 50. And it was, um, Channel 10 seemed very flat-footed, shocked at the reaction to her, them parting ways with Kelly Bates. Yeah, that, well, that's part of the internet reality, right? And you people who, fans can quickly gain together momentum and, and make a, make a, their voice heard. Uh, but, but, <laughs> I, what I think of is there's long been a kind of a cliche of, you know, the, the relatable guy or gal who, who takes a high powered position, although everybody else wants the young, flashier model. Uh, and, you know, this is the kind of thing people always say they want, but then in reality, their behavior shows it's not true. I wonder if it is true at a local level. I mean, especially in a quirky uh, single media market like Rhode Island, where people do love their personalities, and it doesn't matter. They don't want the young, the young you know, runway model giving them the weather. They want the person who they feel like is their neighbor. Uh, and so I wonder if, if that's part of the dynamic they just didn't get. It's easy to imagine uh, a national, uh, the national owners at the Sinclair, kind of putting that pressure. We need younger, more attractive people. But one thing, what this one key point this relates to for me is I, one mystery. I still haven't been able to solve for my for my own understanding is WJAR still does very well as yes. far as um, as far as ratings and all they that. They win. And They're it's, number one. Yeah, yeah exactly. One. And yeah. it's it's sometimes difficult to understand uh, for, as from the outside because I mean WPRI they they're very often breaking more news. Yes. Uh, their, their reporters seem to go more in depth. Yep. They seem to have a much better, well, they definitely have a much better handle of the internet. Uh, and so it's, it's always kind of strange how that could be. And the, the best I've been able to understand is Channel 10 is just, it's, it's home to a lot of Rhode Islanders. You know, it's just, that's my news station. I trust yep. them. I turn it on. And so you're really playing with fire. If you start trying to edge out, you know, people, 
these these professionals people like and are comfortable with uh they have a homey feel to them that's this is just part of my news network and then when you start edging them out and it sounds like it was just they wouldn't they wouldn't give her enough uh, of a contract to keep her uh then then when if they lose that advantage over wpri i don't know where they are because it's it's once you lose that feeling like this is my hometown news station you can't get it back there's just no way and it's a lot more expensive and a lot more difficult to bring up the sort of competencies that it seems wpri has been focusing on um also, uh, folks, again, our segment is Politics This Week. Uh, with me, Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, it was also interesting last week. I'd love your thought on Congressman Jim Langevin went out of his way to really reaffirm his support for abortion. And, you know, wanted it really on the record out there, wasn't waiting for the press to ask him. Um, and then it, it drew a strong re- rebuke from, from Bishop Tobin. Now, to me, this is all about that either Congressman Langevin or his handlers or advisors or the party. His biggest fear to me is that this becomes an issue and some progressive and there's more of them out there decides now is the time, you know, some female, whoever to challenge him in a primary. To me, it wasn't reported that way by the press, but that's how I took it, because uh, there was really no reason for him that I saw to come out as forcefully as they did, other than it's all about politics. He's fearful that if he's not out there on the record, strong statement, he would draw a progressive in a primary because uh, he is up for reelection next next November. Oh, I'm sure that's it. Although I, I don't know that he helps himself. I mean, he's now whatever... You know, as you say, Bishop Tobin has kind of has come on very strongly uh, against it. And, I, you know, we're getting to the point where American bishops are really, especially with Biden at the head of, of the Democrat uh, Hill at this point, the bishops in the Catholic Church are, are really getting up against the wall where they have to start telling these politicians you know what, you're not Catholic. <laughs> so you can come to church, you're not going to take communion, you, you can't present yourself as Catholic in an honest way, you're just not Catholic. And that's, that's going to be, that's going to hurt uh, a lot of these politicians. And somebody like Langevin, it makes me think of uh, the movie A Man for All Seasons, where, you know, it doesn't profit a man anything, but to save, sell his soul for the world, but for whales, you know, for a little bit of a, a, a bishopric or whatever, uh, that's, uh, that's what he's facing. I think the the progressives aren't going to trust him and like him just because he he stabbed his, his pro-life uh, allies in the back. They're not going to they're going to still want the real deal. They know he's phony on that. And now, frankly, I think a lot of a lot of more moderate and conservative Democrats are going to know that they've been stabbed in the back as well. I mean, it, it was the Langevin statement was what and I wrote about this on Anchor Rising, was, was what really struck me. It was, it was essentially, well, in light of the court's refusal to abortion, I have to, I can no longer you know, go according to my conscience. I have to support the you know, woman's right to choose. I mean, that's, that's essentially an admission. You're, you're pro-life as long as somebody else is taking the heat for the pro-abortion right. position. And that's just, I mean, all right, so, so you have no integrity. You're not protecting unborn children. What do I need you for? Get out of here. Every census, we we feel like we're going to be uh, we're going to be losing a con- congressional seat. That could happen at any at any time, any any census, any ten years. So you know what? Fine. Let another progressive be in there. At this point, it's not going to matter much. His votes aren't very conservative. There's really no reason for for people to to support him. And I wonder if, in in his way, this action is going to to push along what the inevitable in Rhode Island where more moderate and conservative Democrats have to decide, am I really part of this party anymore? Uh, and maybe, uh, you know, in, in my, my dreams of a silver lining, maybe we start to get to where a, a viable machine becomes Republican uh, and starts to be able to, to have a, an actual choice at the ballot box. And finally, uh, Justin Katz, the frontline workers, they have been protesting Governor McKee, now they've they've altered it, not really an option, but October 1st is looming that if they're not vaccinated, then I think they go on 75 days right around there, uh, unpaid, of which they still have time to get vaccinated. If they're not vaccinated by that time, um, then in fact, they will lose their job. 
what do you what do you think of that i mean in some ways i think it's it's kind of like you know the governor doesn't want to say on october 1st you know you're you're terminated i think the 75 days now starts to play in right around the holidays into the new year maybe there's some new development or distraction but basically they don't want them to be able to say during uh october november december that they've lost their job that they don't want them to be out there saying i'm unemployed uh at least for you know part of into the holiday season yeah i mean unpaid leave i'm not even sure if you can get unemployment insurance while you're on unpaid leave right. uh but maybe maybe you can i just don't know but yeah i mean it does seem like he's just buying himself some time probably hoping that something turns us around. But at the same time, we're seeing news stories. I think it's in Massachusetts where hospitals are saying, yeah, we have to, we have to rearrange our, our childbirthing. Uh, you can't do it here because we don't have enough staff because people are leaving because of this mandate. It just is mind blowing, especially because every day I see new articles about studies about how natural immunity is stronger. But even if it's not stronger, even if it's almost a, less strong, even if there's only you know, 90% of vaccine immunity, that's, that's important. You know, if, if you, especially for, for frontline workers who I would guess, I don't have data for this, but I would guess they've, they're at least a little bit more likely than the general public to have come in contact with COVID and caught it themselves. So there's no reason they shouldn't be able to go to, I think CVS, you could go to the pharmacy uh, and, or the minute clinic and, and get a test for the antibodies. There's no reason these, these frontline workers shouldn't be able to just say, hey, look, I have the antibodies. I don't need the vaccine. That should be, you would think if it were sincerely about protecting patients uh, and not just pushing a vaccine for some reason, you would think the governor would leap at a chance to at least come partway, you know, and say, hey, if you've caught it, fine, this doesn't apply to you. Um, that the fact that they're not doing that to me just shows that the whole there's there's really some other reason for this uh and it's, it's certainly not the the health and well-being of the public folks again our segment is politics this week he is the managing editor for anchorising.com justin katz justin great job as always have a great week and we'll talk to you again thank you john mega logistics they're there to help you give them a call today 401 401- 431-2300, MEGA, MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300, 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Nothing but a big smile for all to see Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air my lungs will be full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, full of clean air. My lungs will be full, of beautiful in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence folks as you're riding along you just never know 
You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal-coating patios, get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401 732 1730 401 732 1730 you can also find them on facebook it's j perry paving get your driveway paved and if you're a veteran no one has a better package for veterans than j perry paving whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed j perry paving has your back check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused call them for a free quote today 401-732-1730 j perry paving licensed insured contracting company they will meet your needs no matter how big or how small and no one treats veterans better than j perry paving call them today 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096.